So today, we're going to talk about making it big. Turn around, look at your neighbor and say, make it big. If you have your Bibles, go with me to Psalm 69 and verse 30. And I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word that it's life. God, I pray, Father, that you allow your word to become big in our life. We give you praise and glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. How many of you have ever heard the saying, oh, you're just making a big deal about that? Or you've heard, oh, that ain't no big thing. And so you, you, you know, we have this tendency to decide what we're going to make big and what we're not going to make big. Oh, you're just making a mountain out of a molehill. Make it big. <laughs> so here's the thing is that sometimes we get a little confused on what ought to be big in our life and what ought not to be big in our life. For example, if we go to a Cardinals game and everybody is, the, the Cardinals are winning how many of you just sat there like this? What do you do when you're at a Cardinals game usually? Be honest. What are you doing? Read a book. Read a book. <laughs> you're, you're, you, you, get in, you get into the game, right? How many of you have ever done the wave? Try it one time. You'll like it. Ready? I know that's probably not. Oh, there you go. There's a wave. I guess I was doing the hula or something. All right. So it starts and it goes. I'll do the sound effects. You do the wave. You ready? On three. One, two, three. Woo. Check that out. So we get, we get beside ourselves. I remember going to a game. I, it's been years ago. I was given tickets to a playoff game between the St. Louis Cardinals and the San Francisco Giants. And the guy that gave me the tickets said, now these tickets are for center field bleachers. Have you ever sat back there? I said, well, I've been in the bleachers before. And they said, well, I'm just warning you that center field can get a little loud. Well, I didn't know what I was getting into. I always take a radio with me when I go to watch a Cardinals game so I can hear the play-by-play. -play. I'll tune it into the station. And so I'm, I'm being able to see it live, and I'm still getting a play-by-play -play on the radio. I turned that radio on. Within five minutes, I'd shut that radio off. I couldn't hear it. Ever from the time... They started that game. It was, woo-wee! They had one of the St. Louis, Louis. They had one of the San Francisco Giants players so shook up, he dropped a ball, and they would not let him live it down. They were hollering and catcalling him from center field till it got to the point that I was starting to feel bad for the opposing team. Everybody say, make it loud. But here's the deal is that when we come to church, we make it small. We come in, we, I've seen folks go to a game or go, or, or go to some event or a concert someplace and they're, and then come to church. Make it loud. You say, well, that's just your opinion. I'm glad you said that because I want to prove to you that that's not my opinion. That's the word of God. I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. See, we read that, and we read that in the King James Version, 
and we really don't get the significance behind what was just said. Everybody say praise. The word praise in Hebrew means to make a show, to boast, to rave, to be wild, to be clamorously foolish. Well, what's that mean? That means making a loud outcry noisy. Everybody say, praise God. Praise oh, thank you. You're almost there. You're, you're on the outskirts of it, but I'm talking praise God. See, you, we, we go into a public event someplace, and when people do that, we don't think anything about it. We go into church, and people do that, and other, everybody starts getting nervous. My goodness, what are they doing around here? This is the house of God. We ought not be hollering. We, this is the house of God. Let's not, don't raise your voice. God's not nervous. He ain't deaf. Somebody say it. He ain't deaf, and he ain't nervous. And if you didn't pick up, I reversed that, right? I messed it up. So here, here, this is what I'm saying, is that if you're going to live for God, you need to let God become loud inside of you. Everybody say, make it loud. <laughs> to praise him. The, the psalmist is saying, make a show of it, boast about it, have, get, get a little wild. <laughs> you guys go out to a party someplace, and you'd be up on the table dancing when you was in the world. You, and then you didn't think anything about that. But then when you come to the house of God, I, can I tell you, I didn't stop partying after I got saved. I just changed who I was dancing with. Right. Amen. That David danced before the Lord with all of his might because David knew what it was for God to be big in his life. He knew what it was for God to be loud in his life. You see, if you don't make God big, you're going to let everything else become big. That's why the Israelites were camped out for 40 days, letting a giant intimidate them because their focus wasn't on God. God wasn't big in their life. The giant was big in their life. But it took a little shepherd boy coming by, hearing that giant shoot his mouth off, and all of a sudden David stood up and said, who does he think he is? And, they said, and, they, and his brother, oh, you, 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 you're just trying to show out. And he said, what have I done here? Isn't there a cause? Should Shouldn't somebody be willing to stand up and tell him he can't talk about God like that? Oh, well, we're just going to be quiet. We're just going to sit here in the corner and hope he goes away. Your giants aren't going away. So what you need to do, what we have to do, is we have to let God be bigger than the giants in our life. Everybody say, make him big. So when they questioned David and said, man, you can't go out against him. He said, let me tell you something about my God. He said, I was taking care of my father's sheep and a lion came out and rose up against him. And he said, and God delivered that lion into my hand. A bear came out and tried to take those sheep out and God delivered that bear into my hand. He said, the same God that delivered the lion into my hand and delivered the bear into my hand is going to deliver that giant into my hand. Make him big. Somebody say it again. Make him big. He said, I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him. Everybody say magnify him with thanksgiving. Magnify. The word magnify means to make large. Borrow your glasses just a second. 
Everybody say, make large. Gosh, man. Same thing happened in the first service. Can you even see me? Huh? What do I look like right now? Well, here, you need this a lot more than I do. Go, go ahead. Now put those on. Go ahead and put them on. You probably ought to clean them. Okay, now, now what do I look like? Big man. Ooh. <laughs> so what are you getting at? Here's my question. What did his glasses do to me? No, his glasses didn't do anything to me. What his glasses did was allow him to see me how I really am. David said, come magnify the Lord with me. Let's extol his name, exalt his name together. What's David saying? David's saying, I want to be able to live my life in such a way that helps you see God the way God really is. I'm not making God small. I'm not walking around patty cake in my hands. I'm not going to be silenced. I'm not going to be intimidated. I am not going to be backed in a corner. But I I am going to say it loud, and I'm going to say it strong. And Jesus is alive, he's well, and he is able. Make it big. You know, around my house, I make Christmas big. I, I, I build a village. I was going to quit building a village because it takes a lot of time, and my son went and had a baby. Well, not him, but his wife did. And, and, and so they had a baby. So I kept building the village. And then when, when my kids were little, we were driving down the road one time, and Debbie's looking at me, and she knows me in Christmas, you know. And, and, and she, she's looking at me, and she says, go ahead. You know you want to. And the kids are sitting in the back going, man, what's, what's he doing? What's, and, and I whip off the side of the road. I throw it in park. I opened up the door, and I stood up and got outside, and from the top of my voice, I yelled, Merry Christmas, everyone! And it felt good. Made Christmas big. Now, I have a little granddaughter named Vivian. Go ahead and show Vivian. Roll a clip of her if you would. There's Vivian. Vivian inherited my Christmas gene. Go ahead, roll, roll the next one. Do you have a next one? Hello, everyone. Hi. Hi. She's got such a sweet little voice. Hi. So, I think it was last year, year before, that it was last year. She, uh, Rachel started, this time of year, Rachel started bringing Christmas stuff down out of the attic, and it's in certain colored tubs. Well, Vivian wakes up in the morning, and she looks out in the hall, and she sees those tubs in the hallway, and she went, oh, Mommy! And Rachel said, man, I thought, what's wrong with her? She went running up there, what's wrong, what's wrong? She said, oh, thank you, Mommy, you brought Christmas down. <laughs> She goes, she goes to school that morning. It's not Thanksgiving yet. She goes to school that morning, and she told them, she said, I'm going to tell all my, all my friends Merry Christmas. She walks in the classroom. God is my witness. She walks in the classroom. She threw open that door and went, Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Make it big. Make it big. The problem, the reason we have so much trouble serving God is we don't make him big in our life. But when you make God big, when you allow God to be the center of your world, then your world becomes the center of God's plan. We've got to make him big. Somebody say it again. Make him big. The I've got a note pinned on me. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Thank you. 
We had uh, somebody got married yesterday. Anybody got any clue? Let's get, would you guys stand up? Let's give them a great big hand. Newly married. Uh, you, <laughs> you know, you know, God, I, when the wedding was over yesterday, I, I looked at him, you know, and I said, now you're going to be in church tomorrow, right? And they go, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I was just kidding. I said, are you serious? You're going to be, yeah, we're going to be there. You know God's big in their life. When, so, so what happened, wait a minute, some, they're playing games with me here. Okay, so what happened was Debbie got ready to, to, to make Kelsey's, what's that called? Flower and the, the bride a bouquet. And she asked Kelsey, she said, well, now, how big do you want it? And she said, I want it as big as Texas. Bring it up. <laughs> that thing, well, it may not be as big as Texas, but it'll give Rhode Island a run for its money. That, that, that thing was huge. We were doing the wedding, and Kelsey's up here holding that thing, trying to, and I thought she was going to fall with fatigue under holding it, so I had her pass it off to her uh, maid of honor, her sister, and, and we continued on. It was big. I had a boutonniere. Kept slapping me in the face while I'm trying to do that wedding. Honest to goodness, man, that boutonniere sitting up here like this, and I was so distracting. I thought, my goodness, honey, what is, you know, I got a bush on me. And make it big. Somebody say, make it big. And so we need to, we, we, we make things big in our life, right? Right? Something will happen. I'm not going to give any examples. But somebody could say something to you, and all of a sudden that dominates your world. That's the biggest thing in your life. It's got you so messed up. It's got you so shook up. It's got you so twisted. Your feelings are going to run at 90 because of what somebody said. You made them too big in your life. I'm not letting anybody have that kind of control over me. So you go ahead and say whatever you want to, but I can tell you this, I'm not going to let you become bigger than God is in my life. I've told, look, I've told people, you've heard me say it. I've, I've told people, I said, look, I'd a whole lot rather you're mad at me than God at, mad at me. I said, because if you get mad at me, I can handle that. I said, but if God gets mad at me, I can't handle that. So what are you saying? I'm saying I'm going to listen to God rather than man. I was working a job, true story, I was working a job. They came out on the floor where I'm at, and they told me, they sent somebody out of the front office, came down to where I was working. They said, Rick, they said all this talk about God on this job is going to stop. I, I looked at him, and I smiled real big, and I said, buddy, you can have my job, but you can't have my testimony. You're not going to shut me down. I'm going to make it big. Somebody say, make it big. He says, magnify, make large. Magnify him with what? With thanksgiving. Everybody say thanksgiving. thanksgiving. Go like that. Everybody do that one time. What are you doing? Do it. Come on, everybody. If you're not doing it, I'm coming after you. You ready? Just, just do it. Do it. Are, are, okay. Well, what are you doing? That doesn't make any sense. I'm going to tell you in a minute. Just do it. Keep doing it. Keep doing. All right. Do you know what you're doing? You are giving thanksgiving right now. 
The word thanksgiving means to extend the hand in adoration. When all of a sudden you begin to thank God, you can't help but raise your hands up. You can't help but begin to praise him and thank him. So if next, come Thursday, not this, well, you can do it this Thursday too, but next Thursday when you're at Thanksgiving, you, you need to make everybody at the table do this. Say, so what, what are you doing? We're having some Thanksgiving. Now, can I tell you, I want Thanksgiving big at my house. Everybody say, make it big. Don't bring me some Cornish hen in there and tell me that's a turkey. Make it big. We're going to celebrate Thanksgiving here at the church next week. We've got, is it five or six turkeys? We're going to bake it. We're going to bake a couple turkeys. We're going to deep fry a couple turkeys. And we're going to smoke a couple turkeys. Now, I'm not talking about rolling them up. We're going to to smoke some turkeys. Say, what are you talking about? I I want it big. Well, how how are you going to eat all that turkey? I may shove some in my pocket for later. I, I want it big. Don't bring a dish to supper, to the dinner tomorrow. Not tomorrow. My mind has just got big. Don't, don't bring a dish next Sunday that's about that big, and it tastes wonderful. Now, if your cooking stinks, that's okay. <laughs> but I know, I know cooks around here, and I've never had anybody's cooking that stunk. But when you bring something that big that tastes wonderful, you're just messing with me. You're, you're, I, I mean, I want it big. Everybody say Big. My wife loves dessert. And she's very, she's been very disciplined lately because she's been staying away from sweets. She has been, I'm not going to say uh, coveting, but, but she has been looking at some cookies in the green room that I got from Germany. I didn't fly over there or nothing. That's just where they came from. But I, I bought these cookies from Germany that are gingerbread. Oh, man. I don't know if anybody's tasted one of those yet or not, but it's got like orange peel in it. And it's got all the, and, and you, can, you can taste the spices. They stand out. They're a big cookie. I know you may not think that's very big, but there's about four packs like that. And so, what's your point? My point is, is that she knows if she starts in on that cookie, the cookie's going to become bigger than she is. She said, I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm not going to do it. Why? Because I, I can't just take a little bit. Can anybody relate to what I'm saying? I mean, there's some of us that if we sit down with a bowl of ice cream, it's going to be a Jethro Bodine bowl. It is, it is, it's like, you know, we're, we're, we don't even bother with a bowl. We just bring the half a gallon to the, to, you know, and, and, and start. We, we want it big. We want a lot of it. How is it that in our life we get content with a little bit of God and a whole lot of everything else in our life? God wants us to make him big. He is big, isn't he? Now, are we only supposed to praise God when we're on the mountaintop? Are we only supposed to praise God when everything's going right in our life? The scripture says in Psalms 119, at midnight, I will rise to give thanks to you. 
because of your righteous judgments. Everybody say at midnight. The word midnight literally means the middle of the night. I'll rise up to give you thanks, to praise you. So let me say it to you this way. The middle of the night could also be referred to as the darkest part of the night. So if you'll let me say it to you this way, in my darkest hour, I'm going to raise up and praise you. When I'm, when I'm going through it, when, when it seems like it's gotten so dark I can't find my way, when I'm in the middle of my mess, I'm not going to let the devil roll me over and beat me down. When I'm in the middle of it, I'm going to choose to stand up and shout hallelujah anyhow. I'm going to choose to rise up and give God praise because of the only time I'm praising him is when everything is going right in my life. I may not be praising praising him at all but if you can stand up and begin to declare to God your love when everything seems to be falling apart then my friend you know you're in love with God somebody say I love you Lord make him big make him big we don't just do it when things are going well in Acts 16, 25, it says, And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly, say that with me, would you? Suddenly. There was a great earthquake. All the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. If you need a suddenly in your life, and you need to learn how to worship God in their midnight hour. If you want to suddenly in your life, then don't let the devil keep you beat down. But you make a conscious decision to praise God regardless of what's going on around you. Not because of what's going on around you, but regardless of what's going on. Can you imagine Silas? This is his first missionary journey with Paul. All of a sudden he's been beat, thrown in prison. They're both unconscious for a while. I, I can see Silas waking up, man. Eyes all swollen, lips busted, bleeding, clothes torn up, and thinking, man, as soon as I get out of here, I'm getting as far away from you as I can. But then all of a sudden, Paul woke up. And when Paul woke up, Silas watches what Paul does. Paul wakes up and Paul doesn't go start going, God, how could you let this happen to me? After all the faithful things I've done for you, after all my service, after all I've done, no, sir. Paul got up in the middle of his darkest moments and began to sing and praise God. He began to glorify God. He made God big in the middle of his mess. And can I tell you what happened? When you begin to make God big, God shows up in a big way. And the earth began to shake. Not only was Paul and Silas set free, everyone around them was set free. Make him big. Is God a big deal to you? Does anybody know he's a big deal to you? If they don't know, then you're not making him big enough. Make him big. I want you to look at Psalms 95, starting with verse one 
Oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord. Everybody say sing. The word sing means to shout aloud for joy. Come, let us sing. We go, shout aloud for joy. I've been trying to get on the worship team ever since I came here. They won't let me on. Matter of fact, they've told me I need to keep my mouth. I mean, I need not, not, they didn't tell me I need to keep my mouth shut. They told me I need to keep my mic off. Debbie told me. You're not the only one that's mentioned that to me. But that, that I, I need to make sure that my mic is off while I'm sitting in the pew. Because every once in a while, I forget to turn my mic off. And I'm singing aloud for joy. I'm making it big in my seat. I'm making God big. I'm, I'm worshiping God in my seat, and they can't do anything about it. <laughs> I'm just there making them big. And, and I say, and every, they, they can't get my attention. They get Mike's attention. Make him small. Let him make God big, but make him small. <laughs> Isn't that the key? Is keeping ourselves small so God can be big in our life? John said, I must decrease so he can increase. The struggle we have is keeping ourselves small. I struggle with it every year. Thanksgiving, Christmas time. Seems like that's when it hits me the most, trying to keep myself small. Because there's just too much stuff there tempting me to go big. More dressing, more pumpkin pie, more just go big. Somebody said go big or go home. (laughs) What are you saying? I'm telling you that when it comes to the house of God, it's not about us. It's all about him. So sometimes we come in and you, you may hear someone from time to time go, it's just too loud in there. It's not loud enough. I mean, come on. Go big. The very word. Oh, let me, let me get some scripture here so you don't start thinking I'm just coming up with this stuff on my own. Oh, come let us sing to shout aloud for joy. Let us what? Make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. How many of you know what joyful noise is? This is in the Hebrew. This is not from my dictionary. This is the original text that it was taken from. To make a joyful noise means to split the ears with a joyful sound. To spl- Are you ready? <laughs> to split the ears. Isn't it amazing how when you were, before you got saved and you'd be at some rock concert, Head banging. All of a sudden, now you're in church and everything's too loud for you. I was preaching, man. It's a true story. I was preaching in a place called Christopher, Illinois. I know you've never heard of that place. But I, I, was, I, I get loud when I preach. And there was, there was an older gentleman that kept saying, he's too loud. He's too loud. So the pastor came and talked to me. He said, they, he says, you're too loud. I said, I'll take care of it. What did you do? I went to work the next day, and I got some earplugs. I brought them to church with me that night. I handed them to the pastor, and I said, have him put these in his ear, and it'll help me. It'll, it'll help him. Well, how come you didn't change? 
because I'm not supposed to. I'm supposed to make him loud. I'm supposed to make him big. I'm not talking about being loud for the sake of being loud, but do you understand what I'm talking about? That all of a sudden when God begins to diminish in our life and we let everything become larger than he is, we let everything become more important than he is. David, Job makes a statement and said, though he slay me, yet I'll trust him. What was Job saying? Job saying, I've been going through some stuff, but I'm not going to let it take me down. I'm not going to let it take me out. I'm going to worship God. I'm going to make him big. Everybody say, make him big. When's the last time you made a joyful noise unto the Lord? <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't just 30 seconds ago. When's the last time you made a joyful noise, an ear-splitting sound? Oh, my goodness. I'm going to give you an opportunity. Everybody go like this. What are you doing that for? Because what, what we're getting ready to do isn't for you, it's for God. <laughs> Ready? Just go ahead and do that. And then I, on the count of three, I want you to shout from the top of your voice, hallelujah. Why hallelujah? It's the only word in the whole world that means the same thing no matter where you're at. Isn't it strange that the only word that can mean the same thing wherever you go is a word that declares 10,000 praises to God? <laughs> Isn't it something that the one word that God would pick that would, that would transcend culture and transcend nations is a word that offers him praise. So as you put your fingers in your ears, and I want everybody just as loud as you can to shout hallelujah. I'll count it down like this because with your fingers in your ear, you're not going to be able to hear what I'm saying. Are you ready? Fingers in the ears. If you, if you need the fingers there, put them in your ear. All right, you ready? Here we go. Hallelujah! Ooh. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Make him big. Make him so big in your life that nothing else matters. An ear-splitting sound. Make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, extending the hands in adoration of worship. Make a joyful noise, an ear-splitting sound. Well, what's your answer to those that say you're just too loud? Well, what I'd like to do is take you to the book of Luke. And if you go to the book of Luke, you'll, you'll see, this is the 19th chapter of Luke, and you'll see Jesus there dealing with something. We got a problem here. You need to make these people shut their mouth. You need, you need to make them be quiet. This is just, I, 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 can't, I can't deal with this. I tell you, if they remain silent, these very stones will call out. If they remain silent, the rocks around you will begin to cry out. Do you know what the word cry out means there in Greek? 
It means to scream, to shriek, to extol, to exclaim. What was going on? They didn't like the fact that they were making him big. You know, I never saw anything written where a Pharisee had trouble with the crowd making them big. When they were being lifted up, I never saw any of them saying, no, 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 you don't need to do that. But the moment the crowd begins to make God big, they got upset. The moment they begin to praise him and shout, Hosanna, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. They shouted with a loud voice. Everybody was looking and religious folk didn't like it. No, no, they need to be quiet. Tell them to hush up. You need to hear what I'm going to say. God is going to have somebody praise him. God is going to have someone make him big. We've got to make him big. Because if we don't, nature itself will begin to cry out and declare his glory. Say it with me one more time, make him big. You say, well, that, that was back then. Now, let me share a true story with you. Several years ago when I was traveling, before I'd ever even thought about becoming a pastor, I ended up preaching a camp up in a place called Iron Town, or Ironton, Ironton, Michigan. Up, man, north, it was... We were swimming one day, it was in the middle of July, we were swimming one day and trying to find coats to put on the next day. It got so cold. The group that I was up there preaching for took my wife aside, two men took my wife aside without me knowing it and told her, we don't want you playing the piano during altar call. She came back to our room in tears and I started to go look for two men. And Debbie said, don't do it, Rick, don't do it. They had already let me know they didn't like it if you laid, when I laid hands on people to pray. As God would have it, I didn't drive up there. I rode up there with them. Because if I had driven, I'd have gotten my car and left. I went to my room and threw myself on a bed. And I said, God, I need you. I need you to make yourself big in me. Because at that moment, I was wrestling with me getting big. And I knew if God didn't show up, I was going to show up. And I didn't want to show up. And I, I remember praying, God, you've got, to, you've got to do something. I can't deal with this. You've got to do something. We went to service that night, and as God would have it, the choir got up and started to sing. <laughs> and without the choir realizing what was going to happen, God showed up in a big way. They started singing, and I felt the presence of God coming in that building. They started feeling the presence of God coming in that building. And one of the leaders of the camp ran up, and he shut the choir down and said, we're going to change the order of the service now. And I'm telling you, at that moment, God got real big in my life. 
I was sitting on a pew, and when he did that, all of a sudden, man, I, I saw him do that, and I got like this, and my wife put her hand on my leg to try and stop me. There wasn't no stopping me. I, I, listen, I'm telling you, when the Spirit of God gets a hold of you, it'll make you as bold as a lion. The man saw me start to come up, and he said, oh, we're just going to let the evangelist come right now. He knew I was coming whether he wanted me to or not. I got up there, and I said, you know what you just felt a moment ago, and you shut it down. I said, I want that choir to stand back up right where you're at and start to sing that song again. And they stood up in the pews around that building and they started singing that song and God started coming back in in a big way. And all of a sudden, as the power of God began to sweep through that place, I opened my eyes and the altars were packed. We were there till 1.30 in the morning. When it was over, I had people that were on up in years in their 50s. Well, it seemed old back then. It don't seem so old now. I had people in their 50s come up to me and said, I thought I was filled with the Holy Ghost. She looked at me and she said, but now I know I'm filled with His Holy Spirit. Make Him big. Let me ask you this. If you don't make Him big... How are your friends going to know about him? And don't misunderstand what I'm saying because he's big all by himself, right? If I say he is God, it doesn't help him be God. If I say he's not God, it doesn't stop him from being God. He's God all by himself. But what I'm saying is when I allow him to be big in my life, when I quit worrying about what somebody's going to say or what someone's going to think, and I make him big. I was in Texas preaching a revival in a place called Austin, Texas. Pastor came up to me, and I knew what he was doing. He was kind of trying to, you know, I, 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 every once in a while I get a little excited when I'm preaching. And, and so the pastor was wanting me to know that there was a very prominent doctor that was in the service that day and I think what it was his way of trying to let me trying to tell me you know you need to calm down a little bit <laughs> well man all of a sudden the spirit of God started moving in that place and God was making himself big I looked up to see that doctor laying in the floor and he looked up at me and he said, I'm falling and I can't get up. <laughs> God had already showed up, already manifested himself to that man. Let God be big in you. Let God be loud in you. I'm not talking about being obnoxious. I'm talking about being excited about who you serve. Be excited about it. They came to me, I, and I, I, forgive me if I already said this, I, when first service and second service are so close, I lose track. When I was working in a factory and they came up to me, they sent someone out of the front office, out to the floor where I was working. And they came up to me and they said, Rick, they said, all this talk about God 
is going to stop out here on this floor. I looked at him, I smiled at him real big, and I said, you can have my job, but you can't have my testimony. I'm going to tell about God. I'm going to share God wherever I'm at. The unique thing about God is that when you let him be big, when you take off the restrictions, when you quit trying to put him in a box, and you let him begin to be big in your life, it doesn't matter who you're around. It, it, it can be the... It can be the most elite people you've ever met, or it could be the most pitiful people in the poorest conditions. And God will meet those people right where they're at because God knows how to be big for everybody. God knows how to show up for everyone. No matter your situation, God wants to be big in your life. Would you stand with me today? Natalie came up to me a minute ago. They're getting ready to sing, but Natalie came up to me at the beginning of service and said, J.C.'s, she thought it was her mother, she said, J.C.'s mother, but it was her aunt. So J.C.'s mother's here, and, and she wants to get saved, and she don't want to wait. You think I was going to say, well, tell her to wait till I'm done preaching. No, this isn't about making yourself big. This is about making God big. <laughs> Honey, what's your name again? Julia. God had already made himself big in Julia's life. Right back there in the pew, I hadn't preached a lick. They'd been singing, and God was doing what God does best, Amen. showing himself real, <laughs> showing himself big. She couldn't wait. Don't you long for the day when we're all like that, that we can't wait? David said, I was glad when they said to me, let's go to the house of God. I want to praise him. I want to love him. I want to worship him. I want him to be big in my life. How about you? I want you if, you, if you, if you're ready for him to be big in your life, I want you to come up here right now. They're going to sing this song. And as they're singing, just come up here and we'll end the service up here today.
this Thanksgiving, what are you going to do at your table? Everybody try it once. Come on, try it. And when people say, what are you doing? You tell them you're giving them Thanksgiving. It's the extension of my forearm. It's an outstretched hand to him, worshiping and loving him. Make your thanksgiving big. Make your worship big. Make your joy big for God. Amen? Take each other by the hand right now and say, it's getting better. It's getting better. Are you ready? <laughs> Julie said, I'm ready. Ready. On three, we're going to shout hallelujah. Are you ready? One, two, three. Hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Jesus, he said. that this week is a big week for you. That every day is a big day for you. That God show up in a big way in your life. As a matter of fact, he show up so big, you don't know how to express yourself. You don't know what to say. You're just going to have to go hallelujah. Huh? Just hallelujah. 10,000 praises to God. I, I can't put it in words, but God is a big God. Come on and give my hand clap of praise in this house. Thank you.